Welcome to the Ben Don't Break podcast. I'm Aaron Schweitzer, your host, along with co-hostess and academic Laurel Bronze. This podcast is powered by The Source Weekly, Ben's locally owned newspaper. And we have a special shout out today for Deschutes Brewery, who was kind enough to send over one of their new experimental beers, Squeezy Rider IPA in the pretty pink can with the awesome little blue wave. This is exclusive to readers information, but it's only available at the tasting room right now and it's gonna hit stores in March. So thank you again to Shoots. So we're gonna do something a little different today and I'm gonna interview Aaron and another guest, Reef Fairbrother, founder of the What If We Could platform. So these two entrepreneurs joined forces last year to raise a half a million dollars for Central Oregon nonprofits through the Central Oregon Gives program, which is going on right now. So I will let them tell the story of how they made it happen. But first, let me introduce them. So Aaron Schweitzer is the publisher and founder of Source Weekly. He graduated from Georgia State University and emigrated to the Pacific Northwest in the early 90s. He got a start in newspapers at the Boise Weekly while in graduate school at Boise State University. He started The Source in 1997 and founded Lay It Out Events in 2000, which produces many of Central Oregon's favorite festivals and running races. And he loves ultimate Frisbee and van lights. Uh, Reese Fairbrother is the founder of What If We Could. He has worked in marketing and sales for most of his career. He's the director, he was the director of electronic media in the late 90s for a financial PR firm. And he's had a couple of startups working in digital media and strategies. And he's worked with nonprofits on digital media and social media strategies. Um, he started What If We Could two years ago to join the power of crowdsourcing, social media, and storytelling to help local nonprofits. So welcome. Thank you. All right, let's start off with you, Reese. Um, can you give us a little background about What If We Could? And could you tell our listeners about the platform and what your inspiration was for starting it? Yeah, I'll start with the inspiration. It was a few years back, there had been a uh, an ongoing campaign called I Heart Central Oregon, where literally thousands of people would show up um, in the afternoon during the summer, and they would be volunteering throughout the area, uh, all wearing red shirts. And it was just kind of a, it was a neat thing to see that the community kind of coming around and, and helping out in such a big way. And I thought this, this has to be a pent up demand of people wanting to give back um, that it could happen more than just once, uh, once per year. And um, I've always loved taking, you know, new technologies and old ways of doing things and thought of crowdsourcing could be a great vehicle um, to get the community behind different projects of local nonprofits. And so rather than a traditional crowdsourcing or crowdfunding website where funds are being taken in, we wanted to create a platform that would also use crowd uh, sourcing as a way to get volunteers and to raise a way to get in-kind um, services or, or products or whatever. And so we created the platform with um, kind of crowdsourcing in mind. So you have three different types of projects and it's a way for um, when I was first pitch pitching it to 
um, local nonprofits is a, it's a way for these small projects um, to showcase to the community on what they're doing. So when you look at a nonprofit, you see a logo, a mission statement, a tagline or whatever, and you have kind of an idea of what they're up to, but you really don't know exactly all that they do. And so when I was working with local nonprofits, it was, I was amazed by all the different layers of services that they were providing in the community and they all represent the little stories. And so to have these types of crowdsourcing projects where you can invite the public in to what you're doing, it really gave a better um, understanding to the public on what the nonprofit was about. I gotcha. So Aaron, let's move over to you. Can you tell us um, uh, the background of Central Oregon Gives Guide and when you decided to join forces with Reese last year? Yeah, so the Source Weekly has done a give guide for since almost the beginning, almost 20 years now. And it's always been a compendium of nonprofits. And it, <clears throat> much in the way Arisa's digital platform does, it would tell the story of the nonprofit. And at the end of the year, we would let people know what, um, <clears throat> what that nonprofit needed, whether it was computers or, or food or clothing, um, whatever that particular need was at the time. And then we would have in various years an auction in which we tried to raise money or we would direct people directly to the nonprofit and say, you know, this is a great time to give and we'd show different things that they could do donation wise, but the donation always had to go through them and we really had no idea about the impact we were having or how effective it was. And then um, Reese came in uh, for a very fortuitous meeting with me at one point and was telling me about his platform and what he was thinking. And, you know, with Willamette Week had always been an inspiration to me because they had taken their program and launched it into this online platform that was raising an unbelievable amount of money. I, I really, at the time, couldn't understand how that, um, how that worked. And so, uh, it was just a very good good joining of, of forces because um, we needed an online platform. And, and I think importantly, a way for those funds to go directly to the nonprofit. And I, that's one of the most, I, I think the coolest thing about it, there's no service fee on it there, or there's a PayPal service fee, but there's no fee that goes to Resurai in this process, which you see in a lot of these kind of platforms. And so collectively, we've uh, we launched it last year. It was the first year, and like you said, we raised half a million dollars. And um, and Reese can tell you the success we're having this year. And I mean, we're just super grateful to the community and and just impressed by what can happen when you flip this kind of switch. So, what do you think the synergy is between the two programs? It looks like they both kind of took off when they were joined together, Aaron. Yeah, I, I think one is um, we appeal to a younger demographic than a lot of other media. And, and one of the things that, uh, you know, nonprofits, you know, we would always hear from nonprofits is the desire to get a new giving base and a way for the community to give in, in small, smaller increments. You know, large donors are a, a kind of finite number in the community. But what crowdsourcing does, as Risa said, is it opens it up to the larger community to give what they can. And when you tap into those larger numbers and you're reaching those um, kind of people, you, you see that kind of, you, you see the uptick. And, and I think the, the synergy between the two is that 
the Source Weekly is a free publication. It's a free media outlet. You know, we're, you know, our our roots are in giving. It's in in being part of the community. And and what if the cuts are very very similar on on it with the digital platform that allows us things to come together. So Reese, um, can you tell us about any major changes that you guys made to the program this year and how much you've raised so far and, and your goals for this year? Right. Well, let me just go back just for a second, if I could, to talk about, you know, what I think is kind of um, unique about this, this giving platform, what's happened this last year. First of all, it sounds so great when a third party says we've raised over a half a million dollars last year. That just sounds so <laughs> unbelievable. Um, but, uh, you know, I really think it's kind of a confluence of a lot of what Aaron does with the source, with the give guide, with his reps that have taken their time to go out and talk to local businesses and for them to give back in a way of giving perks to, um, to people to donate. I think that's a huge thing. Yeah. And, you know, part of my uh, dialogue that I have with nonprofits when we talk about crowdsourcing in these small projects is that it's about giving an asset, if you will, to your current support base. So when we have um, a video that we create for a nonprofit, and they're trying to um, get 25 volunteers for, you know, per se, um, that they can take that video, give it to their staunch supporters and say, listen, we, ha we have a need of 25 volunteers, please share this with your friends and family. Well, when you give them something like that, it's easy for them to pass it on. You're not asking them to get up in front of a room and give a speech about why your nonprofit is so good. Simply share this little video, say, this is why I support this group. They're, they're doing such great work. See if you have interest. And, and we we use that as a tool to bring awareness to the nonprofit and engagement. And in the same way that we're doing with this, that, that Aaron started with last year with the Central Organ Gives Guide, what we did is have these perks that every week for seven days, there's a perk that one of these businesses is giving to nonprofits, whether it is any kind of donation or a business might say a $25 or more donation. So when they give those donations, they get a receipt in the donation that we send to them after the donation's done and they get placed on a list for that business. They simply show up, show their ID and they get crossed off the list. But in the same vein is that when a nonprofit can share that perk with their current support base and say, listen, we thank you so much for donating to our cause. By the way, this week, if you donate or if you pass this on to someone else, put it on your social media or email to your friends that when they donate to this, we're going to benefit from it and they're also going to benefit from it. So I think that there's a, a, a huge win-win-win uh, with this type of coming together of businesses that want to give back in a unique way, the platform that Aaron has put together for the print side, and then what, what if we could has where people can easily get online, make that donation and, and make a difference. So um, with that, I'll kind of tell you where we're at this year, which I'm just super, super excited about. You know, last year, um, when we first started, I think after the first week, I think, you know, Aaron and I both had a goal of if we could do say $50,000, that'd be fantastic. Um, he had someone that was an anonymous donor that was giving $25,000 to the nonprofit that raised the most amount of money. So that was a big carrot for a lot of these nonprofits. Um, but if we thought if we could double that with just regular local donations, 50,000, you know, would be great. Yeah, so, we wanted, we were hoping to just match. I yeah. think that was the conversation. If we could just match the money this guy gave us, boy, we're going to be, 
They'll be really happy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So after the first week last year, I sent a, an email to Aaron and said, Hey, uh, you know, we did $2,500, you know, and I was kind of excited, like this actually is working. Right. <laughs> and Aaron was like, wow, that seems really anemic. There's gotta be more out there than just that, you know, cause I think he's kind of extrapolating out for seven weeks. So are we going to get to our, our 25,000? Right. right. And uh, so the next week we did 9,300. The week after that, we did 32,000. Uh, and then 52,000. Anyway, we ended up doing 553,000 plus the $25,000 from the anonymous donor gave us a total of $578,000, which we were just blown away by. It was so exciting. So that was, that was fantastic. Um, this year is obviously a, a different situation with COVID, right? Um, there's a lot of galas and events, in-person events, where these nonprofits plan throughout the year to have the big spaghetti feed, if you will, where they're going to try to raise the most amount of money they can that's going to support them this next year. And so there was a lot that were like, we're not going to be able to do that. Uh, we can't just do a, a telethon and call of our supporters, you know, every single day to try to raise funds. And so they really looked at, we believe, as the give guide, the giving program, Central Oregon Gives, um, as a way to raise a lot of their money. I think they realized this year when they saw there was tremendous success by probably 10 or 12 last year that probably made over $20,000. I mean, it was fantastic. So when they saw that these, these nonprofits that really took a hold of what the opportunity was last year, they were going to do something similar this year. So when they saw that there were businesses that were in line, I think we had what 12 to 13 businesses that were giving something every single week to, to keep the, the juices going, right? Um, and so we see a lot of nonprofits this year are taking the graphic that we give them, they're sharing it on their social media, they're putting in their emails, they're getting the word out, right? So we popped right out of the gate. Um, last year, we did 2,500. This year, we did 63,000 in the first week. So that was super exciting. Um, and so I just ran a total before we got on the air here. And um, last year at this time, actually through the end of this week, we were at $124,000. And as of right now on a Thursday, uh, with two days remaining, we're at $390,000. So pretty cool. um, we all have bets of, of where we're going to eclipse the 578,000. <laughs> but, uh, you know, right now, I think we're trajecting in, in a good way. Yeah. Hey, and one, one other thing I want to uh, chime in on that is that you know, one of the very interesting phenomenon that's come up is um, there's prize money for the person who raises the most uh, revenue through the program. And, and last year we gave the full $25,000 to Boys and Girls Club because they were the ultimate winner. But this year, one of the changes we made was we um, were giving $15,000 to the overall winner, but then we're giving a couple thousand dollars to each of the category winners and then an additional uh, donation to the person who raises the most, who gets the most individual donations. I think under $25 was that reason. Right. And it's been very interesting the, to see the nonprofits. Uh, it brings out a little competitive, little competitive juice in, in some of them. And um, we've talked to several of them who have that mixed emotion about like what it means to get in that arena and start like, you know, really driving for it. And, uh, but it's been, a, it's been a really good part of the program. When we used to go, the first year we went out, we would sit down with nonprofits and the reps would talk to them and they'd say, well, well how much am I gonna make from the program? How much are, are you guys gonna bring to us for this program? And I think the big change in mentality this year is that people understand now that 
we are putting together a group, a, a presentation of sponsors and goodies that these nonprofits can avail themselves of each week. And then it's really like, what can you raise based on what we have provided? And so with that mindset set shift, you do see the, a, a lot more of like we said, the sharing of the information, the fact that they're getting this out to people and you see their numbers start going up for sure. So Reese, it sounds like you've been involved with nonprofits in a lot of other places. What is your impression of Bend in terms of charitable giving? Do you feel like people have more disposable income here or do you notice more interest and involvement in the community in general? Yeah, I think there's a, a willingness really to, to give back. Um, I was a, an account executive for a Zolo for about four years. So I was I had a lot of business clients that we worked with on um, television, ad marketing placement, um, their digital and so on. And so it, it was interesting to see at the end of each year um, how they were positioning themselves to give back, you know, either trying to find a nonprofit or not. And what I found and, and really what I've taken to the nonprofit world is that there's really a willingness to want to help support nonprofits. However, the days of just showing up and having your hand out is, is going by the way, right? They want to know, you know, what is your idea? What are you going to use these funds for? Um, how can you help me in the process? Because aligning businesses with a brand that is doing good is a, is a real meaningful and, and a big thing. And businesses are looking for that. Um, one of the things that I wanted to create with what if we could, the, the vision of it was to have a portal that would be there all year long, but people to that are new to the community or find out about what if we could is to be able to see all of the different nonprofits and then learn about them and then pay for it, you know, to, to donate. Last year, there was probably three instances that I can think of where I get emails every time a donation is made. And so last year there was a I had like five dings in a row. This guy's name was Malcolm. And he did, uh, he did four $50 donations and then a $100 donation, right? And I thought, man, this is really cool because this guy came to the website, kind of read around, found what he wanted to donate to, and, and he did that. And this year, I would say that number has jumped to probably a dozen um, where you've seen multiple donations within a, a 10 minute period where people are obviously just on the website, they're looking to see what's there and, they, and they're making donations. So um, in terms of the, the giving heart of our community, it is certainly there. Um, however, I, I think it really behooves the nonprofits to get their story out there and to talk about you know, what they're gonna do with the money or what their story is because there's plenty of stories out there. So it's, it's, um, it's a, a vibrant market for sure. What about you, Erin? You've been involved with the nonprofit community for at least 22 years and then more recently with laid out events. What's your impression of how people in this region support these organizations and, and what's changed? Well, every podcast we have to get the term Zoom town in. So this would be my this is my time to segue the term and uh you know, with it, with Bend getting so many people moving in, new people coming in, I think uh, it's true for businesses and it's certainly true for nonprofits that you have to tell your story. Like, uh, I mean, if you've been here a long time, then you, um, you, you know the good work that certain organizations have done and you've seen transitions and you've seen nonprofits rebound from, from different executive directors and you know, you know, you, you learn who does what and who's good at doing what. But for the people who are moving here, zooming in 
uh, during the, the pandemic. They don't know. And, and, I, and I think it's, it's something that the nonprofit world should be keeping in mind when, with regard to what is their story and how are they getting it out to all these new residents of the community. And I think the other piece, and I kind of mentioned it before, is that you know, it's, it's every nonprofit's goal to get younger donors. And, um, you know, it, the research is there that you, you've got to have a digital, it's like any business, again, you've got to have a digital component. And, you know, what are those nonprofits doing to tell their story digitally? You know, all of them have their line item budget for newsletters, and they've got their stuff for outreach. And, um, but, how do they tell their story digitally? How do they bring new, younger people into their organizations? And I know that's where we thrive, but I, but I do see it as a challenge for them just, just in general. So Reese, what are some of your most memorable success stories of last year? Have you heard from some of these nonprofits that you helped to fund? Yeah, success from the actual campaign. Um, I think just overall the success of the campaign, just to see these nonprofits, you know, step up. I think that uh, we had a number of them, probably six that said they had double digit growth in their giving from last year by utilizing Central Oregon Gives last year. Um, so I think those are probably, that's the, the biggest success is having a new way for nonprofits to be able to, to generate, um, you know, donations at the end of the year. It's been a, a great program for sure. How about you, Aaron? Are there some folks that you've been in contact with since last year that have told you what they were able to do? Well, I, I, for me, it's, it, it comes back to Boys and Girls Club and, and their story of success for last year. And, and I mean, they've certainly really been a great ambassador for the program because they could talk to other nonprofits about how they um, achieve their success. But you know, their executive director had only really been uh, either was their executive director of marketing. I can't remember the timeline of which, but she'd only been on for a month, a couple months, mm -hmm. and was eager to find uh, some way to raise funds. And so we didn't even really reach out to her. She just kind of got it and and made you know over promotion of the. Uh, stuff that we were offering a bedrock of what she did through everything. It was in her newsletter. She did it at her fundraising events. She had people, she was just driving constantly and, and the returns were incredible. So, you know, last year when we got all the nonprofits together for a big thank you and she got up and talked about her story, it was really impressive the way she had just latched on, understood it and, and drove it home. And again, she's another front runner this year and, uh, and they're just raising a, a significant amount of money. She's just a really good at what she does. So we're winding down here. Are there some things that we didn't cover today that either of you want to make sure our listeners know about? And if you could tell them where they can donate and find out more about the program. Well, I, I think one thing you can't, you can't see it right now in Reese's face, but He's, he's got makeup hiding the bags from the all-nighters he pulled and setting up this thing and, and uh, making sure. I mean, it's a lot. I, I think it's a lot of work to get the, all of these stories up in the timeline that we give ourselves. And you got to get PayPal information. You got to get everything online smooth and it's got to go any kind of glitch. And people think you're 
you're uh, you know an amateur and they're hesitant about giving dollars if the if the platform's glitchy and and so mm. um, those are those are challenges that you know if you look real closely at Reese's face you probably <laughs> see some years put in there from getting this thing off the ground but uh, you know I'm super grateful for the program and and the fact that we were able to come together and really uh, see this thing get off and and you know when I said earlier that. I didn't understand how Willamette Week through this program in Portland raises over $6 million. They have a standalone executive director. They've got a team that uh, functions for this thing all year. And it's a major part of the community. And, and it was only through watching groups like the Boys and Girls Club who took the program and used it to generate funds for themselves. Because I, I couldn't, at the time, when you think about it, you think, oh, Willamette Week is raising $6 million. Like, how's how would the source raise $6 million? How would we raise $1 million on our own? And and that's the beauty of it. You're not on your own. It's, it, it is a community-wide effort. And you know, our goal on our end is just to get better prizes and get more contributions to the community to kind of perk everybody out. And if, if we can continue to do that, it, it, we're going to get there. You're going to see these donations grow. The community's zooming and uh, you got a bigger base of people here. And so that I think they're going to come and they're going to want to give. And, and so you're going to see a lot of growth. How about you, Reese? Any last words? Yeah, absolutely. So just uh, real quick, we want to make sure that we plug the centraloregangives.org. That's it's active. Um, I forget what the perk is right now, but uh, if you go onto the page, the first thing you see is what the perk is available for that week with all the, the uh, nonprofits down below. I will say that uh, because um, of the Central Organ Gives and kind of what we're doing with What If We Could, I'm excited to announce a new podcast that I'm coming out with called Together We Can. Um, so it's going to be featuring change makers in our community um, that are either nonprofits, started a nonprofit, executive directors of nonprofits, where they came from and what success they found, as well as businesses. And really, it's the idea of, to inspire others to want to get involved, right? Whether you're opening your eyes to the needs in the community and you can do something about it um, or being a business and saying, OK, how can I engage the nonprofit world? Uh, better my business, but better, better yet, you know, better the community. Um, so I think that's that's kind of an exciting venture that we're putting together. And then uh, in working with the source, we're going to have an insert that's going to come out in January called the Together We Can, and it's an initiatives of nonprofits in a calendar form throughout 2021. So the community and businesses can see what nonprofits are doing, what types of activities throughout the year. So they can kind of plan ahead and say, you know, we'd love to work with the Boys and Girls Club in the summertime to do this, and then they can bring their employees, customers, and the community around to support them. So um, I think this has really spawned a lot of really great ideas, ingenuity, and excitement in the community. And I'm so excited to be a part of it. Yeah, thank you guys so much for your work. It's really inspiring. Um, you've been listening to the Ben Don't Break podcast with Aaron Schweitzer and Reese Fairbrother. And we will see you in January. Thanks, Laurel. Thank you. Yeah, thank you.